Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. Today is such a fun episode because we have a Pinterest expert in the house. I am so excited. Pinterest is something that I have been using and talking about and promoting for literally almost seven years. And I'm really happy to have someone on here who can speak to the power who can speak to some awesome new Pinterest changes that are happening from the new CEO who's come in from a e-commerce and background and just some all around goodness of Pinterest. So today on the episode, we have Kate All, who is the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media, which is a Pinterest management and marketing agency. Her company has worked with over a thousand Pinterest accounts over the last eight years, and their goal is to help business owners understand how to leverage the platform to grow their email list, find cold leads, and make more sales. And Kate is a Pinterest speaker, teacher, podcaster, and strategist. So on today's episode, we dive into all the things that you've been asking me really in my business the last couple of years. Um, Why? Why product-based businesses and e-commerce businesses should be using Pinterest to get traffic and sell their products. Basically, the way that Pinterest is becoming the new America's shopping mall and how you can sell your products on the platform, some new changes that are coming from the top down to make Pinterest a more shoppable place, and just in general, like how to create more awareness in your business through Pinterest. So we dive deep into all the things, and I know you're going to love this episode. So grab a coffee or a wine, and let's dive into it. Well, hello, Kate. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So before we dive into all things Pinterest, which I'm super excited to talk about, can you just tell everyone listening just a little bit about you and your business and how you help people with Pinterest? Yeah, so I have a business called Simple Pin Media. We are nine years in the making and we do only Pinterest marketing. So we have an agency side where we work with clients organically and paid ads. And then we have a product side where people want to DIY their own Pinterest marketing, a podcast, a newsletter. I like to say I'm like the Pinterest historian, coach, educator guide so that people can really use it in a way that doesn't help them feel overwhelmed. Like we, we don't, we don't want you to feel overwhelmed. We want you to feel strategic with it. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I teach is really just to like, you need these three things and then go and then talk to me in six months. So that's what we've been doing for the last nine years. Wow. That's, that's very impressive. And, um, I know we were chatting before we started recording that you've had your, your own podcast for seven years, which is absolutely incredible. So yeah, I'm excited. I feel like when I first started getting into Pinterest with my current business, I remember coming across, um, your brand. I think you have, 
it was, I came across one of your programs. So this was like three years ago, um, mm. which I think is kind mm-hmm. of funny. But yeah, I'm, so I'm excited to be sitting here talking to you now. Yeah, um, Let's talk about Pinterest. So I know that's obviously yeah. what we're going to talk about. I know with my audience and with people in my different programs I have, I just think Pinterest is so underutilized. It's misunderstood. Mm. It's like the misunderstood stepsister that people don't want to play with, yet like it's so good for your business. So let's just dive into it. Like why should people be caring about Pinterest in 2023 and beyond? Like for e-commerce business owners, why should they care? How does it really help them? Yeah. So I like to tell people that Pinterest is definitely your outlier. It is the one that's not in the social media bucket. So we put it next to YouTube and Google. So when we say that right away, it helps you know that people on Pinterest are cold to you. They're not really interested in getting to know you. Whereas on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, people are looking to follow you to get to know who you are, what you do, get caught up in your stories, which is why on a platform like Instagram or TikTok, it's hard to move people off or into a buying decision. Whereas on Pinterest, people are ready to make a buying decision in the future. It's not necessarily right away because we call them like the information gatherers. So if they're looking to purchase um, a new pair of jeans or skincare, they're gathering a bunch of different options, saving it to their boards, and then narrowing down when they're ready to make a decision. Mm -hmm. So a great comparison that I have is like Pinterest is a library. Instagram is a bar. So we have all the activity in Instagram and the connections and the comments, and you might even get to know some of your buyers through DMs, or maybe they comment on your posts, but, and Pinterest being the library, people go in, they want it quiet. They don't want you to talk to them. It's the introverted place. They're just like, let me find my thing. And then I will leave, right? I'm not interested in spending all day here. So when we see that, we say it's not an either or it's a both and because they're leveraged for very two different reasons. I love that so much. Um, and I also love that you reference it's like the platform for introverts, which I think is which I think is good and very important because I know personally, like so many of us are just really burnt out from the social media mm-hmm. ones where we have to show up, we have to pose and we have to show our face. And, you know, for some of us who don't mind being on video, that's fine. But like there's a I know a lot of product brands never had to show their face before. And so now having yeah. to show up on Instagram and TikTok and it's like Instagram wants video now and if you're not showing your face it can you know it can be kind of challenging like what do I talk about what content do I create. So I personally also love that Pinterest is not a place that and I want to ask you about followers and all that cuz like from my older understanding of it like followers maybe don't matter so much which I think for people is very refreshing cuz I know people are like will ask me, oh, well, Pinterest, like I only have 10 followers, so it's not really effective. And I'm like, well, actually, that's not really how the platform works. It more Mm -hmm. connects you. It connects you to what people are searching for. So um, yeah, I love that so much. And actually, since I just mentioned that, can you talk about followers? Like, does that matter? Does it like, yeah, talk about followers. So it's still the same. Followers don't really matter. We've done a bunch of studies to ask the question, do more followers result in more traffic? And the answer is usually no. Because what you can have is somebody who maybe grew a long time ago on Pinterest. Maybe they've been around for like eight or nine years and they had this big growth and then they haven't really nurtured it. So now they don't really have a lot of activity. But then we have new people using it who don't have a lot of followers who are getting activity. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I think people need to understand is that Pinterest users aren't primed to follow. 
And that platform doesn't actually call to action for you to follow people a lot. There's every once in a while, it'll pull up creator profiles underneath. But for the most part, people on Pinterest open the app and they do two things. One, they scroll through their home feed. It's called a smart feed. And this smart feed is composed of all their board interests, things they've clicked on, things they've searched, ads, of course, and then anything else that Pinterest wants to suggest to you. And it's not time-based. So this means every single person has a different smart feed because we're all interested in something different. Mm -hmm. And then we have a search feed where people go to search for a particular product or maybe content. That is the same for everybody because those are relative um, to how much popularity they have and all those kinds of things. So if we kind of have this understanding that the user might not be called to action to follow you, then followers just aren't important. It's a it's a fun metric. I would say it usually follows more in like the personal branding kind of importance. And if you're going to do any branding work, but if that's not your thing, then frankly, I don't even know what my number is. We do track it, but it's definitely not an indicator of growth. I love that so much. And that's such like, that's such an important thing. Cause I think on so many other platforms, like that is the metric that people get obsessed with. And like, they have like tunnel vision, like, oh my God, I only have 5,000 followers on Instagram and I'm not growing. And I, you know, like that's all people mm-hmm. care about is followers, followers. I think one of the top questions I get asked And I'm a marketing strategist, so I can kind of help you with, like, I can look at your business, I can look at your analytics and be like, okay, let's look at your, like, give me someone's Google Analytics and I'll be happy. I can look Mm. through all the backend crap, your page views, like your bounce rate, all that kind of stuff I love. But I'm, uh, so I can look at someone's business and figure out what are the problems, where are the opportunities, what's not working. Um, And so I can help you with a lot of things, but what I feel like most people get stuck on is like, it always comes back to Instagram. I hate Instagram. (laughs) I hate talking about Instagram. Um, It actually drives me me crazy when people are like, I can help you with so much stuff and they just want to talk about Instagram and like, Mm. oh, can you look at my, can you look at my bio for me? Like, is it working? I'm like, I don't care. Let's talk about something bigger. How are you going to get more traffic? Anyway, I can go down a rabbit hole. Um, But I love that like followers don't matter on Pinterest. (laughs) I think that's Mm -hmm. a really important thing, especially for like when you're trying to grow your business and look at like your own mental health, for example. What are the platforms that don't make me crazy or make me feel Mm -hmm. bad about my business? And I think Pinterest really does fit in with that. Mm -hmm. It does for sure. And I think it's really important as your marketing, like to your point of what you just said. There's all these shiny objects, right? And what we think will get us results. But to your point about going into Google Analytics, that's when the data grounds us. It tells us exactly what is happening. And even for our business this year, we've been using Pinterest for nine years. And I look at the data and I think of how much time our social media manager is putting into Instagram for the amount of traffic we want. And that's important to us. That's a conversion metric that we care about. And it's like Pinterest is way up here and it's number one. And then it falls off a cliff and goes to Instagram. And so finally we stepped back and we went, we're putting 10 hours a week into Instagram and we're putting two hours a week into Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's switch this. So actually we do a kind of like a filming day once a month and we'll do short form video. We had this epiphany yesterday where we pulled back and we said, we need to start creating short form video for Pinterest because it is kind of rising, but Mm -hmm. it's educational. 
It's not about like the dancing or my day or anything like that. I was like, let's stop playing to the platform that really isn't getting us results and play to the platforms that are, and we can repurpose Pinterest stuff on YouTube shorts. So that's a big advantage for us. Mm -hmm. But I think had I not looked at the numbers, I definitely would have made the feel good decision or what I think everybody does. And I'm even my social media manager, when we pulled back on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, she was like, I did not realize how burnt out I was. I was exhausted. And now I'm having more fun again because I can create different types of things that are more educational. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I resonate with that so much. And even within my, like my own business, I sometimes always forget like, oh, Instagram, I have a great community and this and that, but I really don't actually in the end, like what works for me and what gets my business growth is the podcast. So I always have to remind Mm -hmm. myself just because you feel like Instagram is working for you, it may not be. And always reflect on numbers and talk mm-hmm. to your customers and like understand how and why they're coming to you versus competitors and, and all that. So yeah, I love that yeah. so much. I would love to hear um, – I want to kind of talk about like the Pinterest funnel and like how it can create awareness for people and like mm-hmm. how it can help people. Actually, let's talk about that. I want to kind of yeah. come back to the short form video because I, I love that. So when it comes to Pinterest, can you kind of talk about, and this kind of goes to like the importance of it, but how does it help with people discovering a brand? Like how does that work from Pinterest? Like overall or just with the short form video? Sorry, I'll come back to the short form video. I know that was very confusing. I like went to talk about that and then I was like, actually, no, let's just talk about that after because I feel like it's good to like talk about the how Pinterest works. Mm. And then we can talk about short form. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we like to say like Pinterest is if we have that funnel model, Pinterest is very much like high intent, low intent, meaning like high intent is they're like ready to search for something. They're looking for a solution to their problem. And maybe they see like a beautiful like throw pillow. And on the side, they see a candle. They're not annoyed by the candle ad, if you Mm -hmm. will, or the suggestion. They're like, ooh. I actually also need a candle to go with my pillow. Like they're open to a whole bunch of different things. So we have a framework here at Simple Pin where we call it inspire, inform, and decide. It's very hard to get a person to decide on the platform. So an example that I share is from our custom handmade tile maker. She's a client of ours. And she knows that no one's going to put a $3,000 order over Pinterest, right? Especially when it comes to tile for your kitchen or your bathroom. Hmm. So she has to back up into that and inspire them with um, trends in tile, creating blog content around that, pinning that to Pinterest, where it's kind of like, oh, I didn't think about this, or I didn't think about this. And it leads to her website. Like, I mean, she's competing with Home Depot and Lowe's, right? Like they're the largest like tile producers out there. Mm -hmm. Well, then she's taking it to the next level and answering pain point questions, which are, how do I calculate how much tile I need? Um, How do I pick out samples? And that's leading to her email list where she can begin to nurture them and share more about her company and then eventually get them on the phone. Because she knows if I get them on the phone and I help them calculate how much tile they need in their square footage... I can potentially get them to put in a $2,000 or $3,000 order. So we always want to be thinking inspire is going to be the most. That's where we get our saves. That's where we get our impressions. But then inform is where those clicks happen. That's where you get that conversion, whether it's just checking out your product, signing up for your email list, just getting to know you more. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go for decide right away. They're like, I just wanted to buy my product. I just wanted to click and buy and blah, blah, blah. 
They haven't done anything at the top to really nurture. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I also want to ask you, because I'm someone who is, I help people a lot with their websites and their website conversion. So let's say, for example, you're spending all this time on Pinterest and, you know, you're, you're creating blog pins and you're creating product pins and you're doing video and all that. And you're driving people to either your blog or your website, but like, let's say your website kind of looks like garbage, how like, or your blog post doesn't have like an email opt-in built in or something. Talk about Mm. how that affects Pinterest's effectiveness. Yeah. So because (laughs) Pinterest users are cold, they're looking for solutions really quickly. So they're very impatient. So if they come to your website, you have massive pop-ups that take up the whole of your page. You can't get to things. They'll quickly give up and leave because what they just came from is a list of 30, 40, 50, 100 pins that they can choose from. So if yours isn't effective right away, they're out. So you will notice this high bounce rate. So then that's something you need to pay attention to. Like if your bounce rate's really high, Mm -hmm. ask yourself why, especially if they're coming from Pinterest. And be a Pinterest user. Pick up your phone, click on your pin, and come to your website and see what annoys you. Chances are, like, you'll be annoyed by the same thing that Pinterest person is annoyed by. So it's a missed opportunity. So we always want to design what I like to call is that perfect blog post of... Obviously, it's optimized for SEO because I also feel passionate about that. But we have the image and then we have links and then we have calls to action. And one of the things that we do at Simple Pin is you can create what it looks like your own ad. It's like a break, an image that looks like a sign up box or something like that in the middle of your post so that they're reading along. And then it's like, hey, if you want this free guide, like sign up here. You can do that custom yourself, or there are plugins too for certain websites that will auto add it. But we like to take advantage of, you got them here. Let's figure out how to convert them. And what is that? So when you're talking about that thing that you put in your blog post, is it an actual opt-in or is it like... Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. an actual opt-in. Gotcha. So sometimes we'll use like the form from our um, service provider, or we'll use an image that links out to another landing page. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I love mm-hmm. that. And yeah, that's why I asked because I f- often find that like maybe Pinterest is doing its job of you have to play your part in how Pinterest will be effective. Like Pinterest is doing its part in getting people to discover your brand and then click to your website. But if your website is not working, then it's sort of like you're wasting your time. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love that you talked about like the blog format because that's where I see people making some um, mistakes is like they just have maybe like a lot of text, um, no links, and then no email opt-in. And I think like, yes, people can always scroll around and find it, but people have no attention span. You have to make it Mm. easy for people and you have Mm -hmm. to create an incentive that actually gets them to want to join your email list. You know, not, no one wants to join your newsletter. Um, They want like (laughs) reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They want a reason to join. So like make it easy for them and then that will help your Pinterest, you know, effective strategy. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I had to ask about that because I I think Mm -hmm. like they work hand in hand. So yeah. And then just like one more question about pins and stuff. So when it comes to pins, where do you feel like the most traction is coming from for a product-based business? Mm -hmm. I know video pins are really good idea pins. Mm -hmm. Um, Should people be posting a blog graphic from Canva? Should they just take an image of a product? Like where do you feel like the trending Mm -hmm. strategies are working right now? 
Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think it depends on like what type of product you're in. So I would tell people right away, if you're really looking to get creative ideas, go search to Pinterest to see what's popping up. And I always look to see if there is a similar trend. And if there is, go against it a little bit. Because what that says is that everybody here has the same look. It's like the millennial pink with white writing, like come out of that and then do something a little bit different. So that's what I suggest to people right away. And then if you're looking to figure out your design, you always want to start with, obviously the image has to match what people are going to hit on the site, right? Because they don't want to be discombobulated and look at an image in a pin and then click on the website and it doesn't match, right? They're like, am I in the right place? Mm. So make sure that's connected. And then number two would be you're using your brand font and colors. You want to use those on your on your pin because you want to create brand recognition. So don't try to go too far outside that to get all over the map to try to see, you know, somebody says yellow works. And so you're going to try yellow, but that's not even a part of your branding. So stick with your branding, put your logo on there and then write text. That's like three to four words because Pinterest has a visual search tool and that visual search tool reads the text. It's like SEO, right? And so what you want to do is you don't necessarily have to use the same title, but you do want to be using keywords in there because then Pinterest will match it up with more content that is aligned. So they're looking at the picture, they're looking at the Mm -hmm. text, and they're reading the pin description. I love that. And I do think, I love how you also made us, how you made a point to say, like, look at what people in your space are doing or what are the trendy pins and then don't do that. Because I think what people's natural, not reaction, like natural inclination is, oh, well, everyone's doing this one thing, so I should do it too. Like everyone's doing rose gold and script fonts on their pins, so that's what I should do too. And like actually Mm -hmm. when you do that, you don't stand out. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. um, I think that was a really important point because I I see the same thing um, on Pinterest as well as like – I think people jump on the bandwagon of like what everyone else is doing. And actually that just gets your stuff blended in to everyone else. So, yeah. And a trick that we've done that we have found works for us is um, we do like a photo shoot every 18 months to sometimes even two years. And Mm -hmm. we lay out a bunch of flat lays. If someone is a product seller, you know, laying out different ways that your products are at or lifestyle that also helps because what we find is that Pinterest will match up some of our pins into the more like this because they look similar and so that people will have another chance to re-engage with some of our content. And we're not using stock photography, which I know most product sellers don't, but just in case you want something that sets you apart even more, your imagery with your products is really important. Mm -hmm. And we have found, especially with, we know people are spread thin. So it's obviously, you know, somebody's new and creating like their soaps or whatever. It is really easy to just snap a picture of it. You're in your kitchen. It's not the most amazing lighting. Mm -hmm. People on Pinterest are are pulled in by aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And so if you need to outsource that piece, there's no shame in that. Like I'm not good at creating Pinterest images. I'm terrible at it. So I have to have other people help me. (laughs) Just how it is. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I feel like if you're on there searching for things and you see like, I remember this one time I was doing a website audit of some kind and like it was a ba- it was some kind of a baby product for moms and I looked at 
it, it was okay. It was like on a marketplace for subscription boxes. So you can go through and mm. like type. So Crate Joy, you can type in like mom boxes or baby boxes. And you can see a bunch of this is like off topic, but I feel like I need to share this story now. Um, you can see all the different boxes. And there was like one for moms. And it was like literally the person had put baby products in the back seat of their car. The cushions, the leather seats were all ripped. And I remember looking at this being like, Am, is this a joke? Like, this is your brand on a platform. Do you really think anyone's going to buy your product? It was it was hands down the worst wow. product photography I've ever seen ever in my seven years of having businesses. And I, this, this was like actually when I created my first course three years ago. And it, this example shines out of my brain because I've never seen anything so bad. And that's the kind of stuff that like people aren't going to stop and look at that. They're going to keep scrolling or they're going to be like, ew, what is this gross brand? I will not buy from them. So product photography <laughs> is so important. <laughs> yes, it is. That's a great story to illustrate oh my God. that point. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Um, like literally you're taking pictures of your product in like your crusty old car. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, I just have one more question about pins, and I want to ask you about strategy. But when it comes to um, – so say people are doing Instagram reels, they're making TikTok videos, should people be repurposing all that and putting that on Pinterest? And, like, if so, should it be a video pin? Um, I guess that's the only thing it can be. I guess it could be, like, an idea pin. But maybe talk about that. Yeah. So Pinterest created this other format. They had standard pins, video pins, and they created idea pins in 2020 just to really capture the whole, like, short-form video trend, TikTok, mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. But it's kind of like uh, a story in a reel, like, had a baby, and it mm -hmm. lives forever. So when it comes to repurposing, so we've had two workflows now and we're like, I, we're kind of switching it up, right? We're going different mm -hmm. now with creating Instagram or idea pins first instead of reels. However, if you want to repurpose and you want to put your reel on Pinterest, it has to very much be uh, features and benefits step-by-step -step and educational type content. People are not interested right. in your day. They're not interested in any of that. And so now that we've switched for creating for idea pins, idea pins don't have links yet, but they will within the next two months, at least I predict it'll be okay. in like a couple of weeks, but nice. yeah, that'll be great. Cause they didn't have links for a long time, which really frustrated creators and e-commerce sellers. Although e-commerce mm -hmm. sellers had the ability to product tag in there, which pseudo created a link out to their shop. So you want to create both. And what we're finding actually now is we think that video pin vertical in the middle will actually be fused into idea pins and we'll just have these two formats plus ads. So when it comes to which format you want to use, you can create a blog post, you can then create a standard pin, and then you can take the tips or the ideas in that blog post and convert it into an idea pin, which is broken down into like short form video or slides, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of gets more of an extension. And here's a trick. Hmm. Not every account has, like, not every account can say idea pins get great engagement. You either have an account that gets really good engagement on them or no engagement at all. So it really comes down to your data and what people like. Pinterest users, I think, were really enraged by them because one of the main frustrations of a Pinterest user is a broken link. They click on an image and it goes nowhere. Hmm. They essentially created a pin format that you click on it. And it goes nowhere. <laughs> so I think that's why we've seen this rise of the link now coming. I just, I think Pinterest 
is now also realizing where it holds its space amongst the platforms and that it has yeah. an advantage, right? And they're like, hey, people don't doom scroll on here. People don't get rid of this app with a social media detox. So we want you to come market over here because we're awesome. And I think they just have not really been great at that until yeah. now. No, I agree with you. And I'm thinking for one of my clients that um, we do their marketing on Pinterest and they do very, very well, like 90 something percent of their traffic. And they have a couple, we have a couple idea pins for them of just like, they're just silly, like, Mm -hmm. but it's a pet toy company. So really anything with dogs and playing is so cute and fun. But we have like this one specific Halloween idea pin and I think it has like a million impressions or something crazy. It like... We put it out and it like blew up. It was one of those like you take a a video with your phone. It's kind of fuzzy and kind of crappy and like not Mm -hmm. interesting. Like for whatever reason, it has like a bazillion save or not. Maybe it's on an idea pin. I don't know. One of the pins. It has like a bazillion saves and I'm like, I don't know why people are saving that. But um, yeah, it's very, very interesting, but like a very silly video. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because I feel like one of the things with Pinterest is like people are already creating so much content on Instagram and TikTok and like how can they kind of repurpose that and not feel like Mm -hmm. they have to create stuff from scratch. Um, If they do repurpose, do they need to get rid of the like TikTok watermark, things like that? Yeah, 100%. One of our – one of the best workflows that we do is we record um, raw video and then we upload and edit in Instagram. Okay. We extract it before we add any text, any images, any audio, any of that. Now what you have is like a raw edited video, if you will. Okay. So now it can be used for TikTok. It can be used for YouTube shorts and it can be used for idea pins. And you upload natively on all those platforms because that's what the platforms want. They're like, we all want original content. I'm yeah. really hopeful they realize they're not getting all original content, <laughs> but I don't know. So when you upload, then you can add the features like with an idea pin, especially if you're an e-commerce seller, you can add the product tag, you can add their stickers, you can add their elements, their captions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way to do it. So don't do your whole reel video, music, all that, and then download it, that's not going to work. You want to download it raw edited. That's so smart. I'm like, I I need to do that. Because I feel like I make my videos now mostly um, on TikTok first, if I do a video, because I usually just do like my podcast clips and all that. But I usually do it on TikTok, get rid of the watermark, and then upload it on other platforms. But it makes sense mm-hmm. to do it on Instagram and download it before you save it. Like, that's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. InShot is another one I know a lot of people like to use as well. Yeah. I haven't used that one yet. I feel like I need to try all these. I don't particularly like doing all the like the video editing. So I know. Either do I. Can you talk about quickly like Pinterest ads? Because yeah. I've used Pinterest ads for my client's business. I've used them for my current business. When I first launched my business, I did a lot of ads to promote a course that I was doing. And I did get a lot of um, email signups and things like that. But can you talk about like Pinterest ads? Like are they easier than um, mm-hmm. Facebook, for example? Are they super effective? Yeah, really anything you want to share about Pinterest ads would be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think... Comparing Facebook ads to Pinterest ads, um, what we've heard from most people is that the the dashboard is way easier, right? There's not a lot of the nitty gritty that you find in Facebook ads or Instagram ads. So in that sense, it's much more straightforward. 
And then I would say number two, it's different intent, right? It's what we talked about with that funnel. It's very much like top of funnel. And then you can do bottom of funnel, right? If somebody's already connected with your product, you want to retarget them. You want to get them to purchase. You can do that as well. Mm -hmm. What we find is it's not really middle, right? Which is weird because organic, you can capture more of that like in form phase. But when it comes to Pinterest ads, I would say it takes longer. So it's about two weeks to optimize your ad. Whereas on Facebook, it's like, what, like 40 seconds or something like that. It's very quick. Mm -hmm. So you have to allow patience for that frame of time to get to learn it. You can do a lower budget per day. We don't recommend that for a long time just because um, you want to feed the machine a little bit more money. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to have a conversion for sure. So we tell people it's either to email conversions or product sales. Some people will ask us if they can just do it for awareness or traffic. Mm -hmm. You can, but it's kind of a waste for smaller businesses. Like if you were target and you were like, can I do it for awareness? Well, sure. You have money to burn, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't have money to burn as a small business. So we would always recommend consideration campaigns, I think is what they're called now. So there's a lot of different options that you can do. But a lot of what our students, we have the ad society where people, it's a membership where people are learning. And what we find is that they take a month to learn, just become Mm -hmm. familiar with a platform, figure out your ad creative, figure out your targeting, the keywords that you want to target and the interests that you want to target, and then what ad format you want, then run your ad. Then you wait the two weeks. So you're about six weeks into a learning phase. Mm -hmm. And then those next two weeks really like figure out is this what I want to do or not want to do? And I, I guess a real life example for us is we run it for our ad society on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And we do a free checklist that goes into a video that goes into a special deal for it. And so that kind of runs in the background, but a lot of that is for cold people that don't know us because that's what Pinterest has is cold people who don't know you. And it's actually been really helpful for us actually, because I mean, I just hate Facebook. And Instagram. I don't, I mean, I know people love it and they, they just, the Facebook ads are people's jams, but we have never had really good success with it. So Pinterest ads really are the only platform where we're going to put ad dollars behind. Facebook. I just started learning about Facebook ads this past year because I've basically been like Miss Organic for seven years. But I'm like, I really want to know how to do ads, like if I want to do mm-hmm. them. And um, I have dabbled in Pinterest. And Pinterest ads are, I would say, like super e- – you know, like not easy, but like the way – Much easier. I think inst- I think Facebook wants to confuse the life out of you where Pinterest is kind of like, here's a great dashboard. Here's how you can look at everything. Like they do make it way easier. Like mm-hmm. easier to, to, to put in like your audience and like that kind of thing, targeting. Um But uh, yeah, Facebook is confusing and I've tried to learn this past year and it's taken me a lot of effort, a lot of wasted money, like just gave Facebook, you know, many thousands and I'm not very happy about that. No. (laughs) Um, With like no convert, you know, like no. And they also make it really hard to track results, especially Mm -hmm. now with all the iOS and privacy changes that have happened. Um, So I'm like, yeah, I don't really know if that did anything for me. So I always... Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, well, to that point, I think Pinterest has always positioned them to be first party data Mm -hmm. instead of you got that like Facebook kind of trained you to get like third party and you could see conversions and there was all these other things. And then iOS came and clamped down. Mm -hmm. It was like now they have to convert to this first party data. Whereas Pinterest was like, 
well, yeah, we've always been here kind of thing. And I think that has been a leg up for people, but it has been harder, I will say, for people who've done Facebook ads for so many years to transition to Pinterest ads. Mm -hmm. Because again, a, a Pinterest ad lives forever. That's an, another thing to note too, as well, is that if I start a Pinterest ad and I stop putting money, money behind it, mm -hmm. it still lives out there on people's boards for them to click on. And I can still get a ton of residual traffic off of a, an ad. Whereas when I run something on Facebook, I take it up and pull it down I take it up, pull it down. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think to that long-term marketing and like that snowball effect on Pinterest. I just think ads elevate that in a unique way that you can't get on any other platform. Yeah. I love that too. And I, I think that's the biggest thing that Pinterest does so well is like what you create today helps you in a few months, six months, one year, two years, like it lives on and there's really nothing else out there that, that does that, you know, like mm -hmm. YouTube, of course, YouTube's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it but is. like, if you want to have a business where you're not having to post and spend energy every day on social media, like Pinterest really needs to be part of your marketing platform. And I just have one more question. Um, could you just quickly talk about how Pinterest is really prioritizing e-commerce and product-based businesses and like wants to promote people's product in like shops and things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So Pinterest hired a new CEO, which they'd had the same one, the founder for 10 years. They hired the CEO from Google Commerce, PayPal and Venmo. He'd been in there for a long time because Pinterest was making these integrations with e-commerce with their verified merchant program, ShopTab. We because what they realized was that Pinterest is like America's shopping mall. So is this place where you go to discover great ideas and then you leave and you go purchase, right? So Pinterest was like, we're the great informer of all these purchases. Why don't we make it easier for people to buy right away? So now actually they just released ad capabilities where you can run an ad and you can purchase all within Pinterest, which they've tried a couple of times before with their like checkout and it didn't work well. So I don't think they're going to full on the platform checkout integration. I still think they want it off platform. They have a great partnership with Shopify and WooCommerce. But that being said, they are strategically mapping out like their leader, their C-suite team is now almost all focused on e-commerce. Mm -hmm. So it's how do we make sure that if people are interested in this, they have a really quick pathway to buy instead of what they've seen before is like, I discover something three months in advance. I get to the project I'm doing two weeks before, and then I go to Amazon or Google to purchase. Mm -hmm. Why don't we have it right there as an actual product pin? Because again, this was a frustration for e-commerce sellers is somebody would pin their pin and then it would be out of stock or the price would change. And they were like, well, how do I update all my pins? And I was like, well, you can't, right? Because yeah. it's out there forever. Now with the shop integration, all of that updates every 24 hours in real time, mm. which is a great advantage for shop owners because then they've got some angry customer either trying to find their product or the cost is different, right? So we have seen them move light years ahead with e-commerce. And we really think... 2023 is going to be a lot of innovation, lots of shopping suggestions, and lots of ways they're going to update their mobile app to make it super friendly to get from Pinterest to your website to purchase. That's amazing. I love that so much. And I love that the new um, CEO comes from like more of the e-commerce side. And um, mm -hmm. I think that kind of speaks volumes of 
where the company's direction is. So I love that. Well, this was amazing. I appreciate all of your amazing Pinterest tips. Can you please tell everyone how they can find you, how they can work with you, services, and all that good jazz? Yeah. So since they're listening to a podcast, you can go search Simple Pin Podcast and subscribe. That's a great way to get to know me and get to know how I teach. And then simplepinmedia.com, you can see our services as well as our products, simplepinshop.com. We wanted to dive into the deep end of e-commerce and kind of feel the pain, if you will, of our clients. So we created our own Shopify store with digital products, which Pinterest is the only platform that's friendly to selling digital products on the platform, whereas we couldn't do that with Instagram and Facebook. So we were like, why don't we take advantage and become a verified merchant ourselves so we can see how this is moving? So if people want to DIY, and then we have the ad society, which you'll see that too on simplepinmedia.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on the podcast and sharing so much goodness. And we got to get people, more people to go on Pinterest. So I think (sighs) this will help them. This will help convert them. I hope so. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.